0: Hello from the members of Royce City Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're blessed by this message today. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. You can learn more about our worship options, locations, and how to get plugged into the life of our church by visiting our website, RoyceCityMethodist.life. Today, we hear from our senior pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. There's an excitement in the air. That excitement is anticipating probably the uh, the 24th or 25th, maybe family coming. But there's something else that we must remember when we come into the season of Advent. Is that this time, while we're preparing for the celebrations, we may be buying presents or receiving presents and all of those type of things. I think what Wanda said really comes true, is that we take time to prepare our hearts to receive Jesus. And yes, it's something we do year after year after year, but it's important because I think sometimes we can allow what Christ has done in our lives in the past to kind of dissipate if you will. And when it dissipates, we let all of this other noise come into our lives. And the season of Advent is a time for us to reset. It's a time for us to hear and see that message one more time so that we can take it in and let it be a part of who we are. So as we prepare for, To receive God's word, I invite you to go to God in prayer with me. Let us pray. Dear God, we come with anticipation, knowing that your love and your grace guides us and leads us. But but as we begin this season of Advent, we pray that you allow the words of my heart, uh, words of my mouth, and the meditation of each heart here to be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. There's one Old Testament book that is considered to be the soundtrack of Advent. And that Old Testament book is the book of Isaiah. And, and while the book of Isaiah has a lot of messages of hope and 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 anticipation of what God will do, we start out this season of Advent with this message from Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 through 4. I invite you to follow along in your Bibles, or we'll have the words printed on the screen so you can follow along as well. Hear the word of the Lord. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down that the mountains would tremble before you. And when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil, come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. And since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, nor I has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, as we were uh, gathering before worship in our prayer time, we have the, the praise team leaders. Uh, Patrick goes back there and Pastor Francis is back there. Richard said something that kind of made me chuckle. And it made me chuckle just because of the way that our sermon is lying out. Richard says, Can you feel the joy that is in this room? Or something to that effect. And everybody's like, Yeah, it feels great. It's like, Well, great. Here comes Pastor Chris with a lament. Where we're talking about joy and everything, and how how the sanctuary feels different because you know we got the the Christmas decorations up, you know the wreaths and the uh, the kid, the lights and the the Advent wreath, the Christmas tree. All of these things are are here, and you know if it's, if you're like me, when you walk in and you see all of the decorations that we have hanging up, it it lifts your spirit up. It it, it makes you feel ready for this season. But the season is a whole lot more than a feeling of, of joy. The season is about waiting. The season is about anticipation. And the season is about lamenting. Because one of the things that we understand is that the world is not as God would want the world to be. That, that There are still things that aren't right. You know, one of the things that I love to hear, and, and, and I know it's, it's starting to catch whenever I hear people talk about it, you know, the kingdom of God is right here and right now. But, but we live in a world where the kingdom of God is here, but it's not quite here. And, and the kingdom of God won't be fully here until Christ comes back. But we, the people of God, the apprentices of Jesus, those who who claim Christ, who live in Christ, we know that we have this ability, this task yet, this responsibility to live within the kingdom that God has already established for us to live in. But how does that play out when things aren't right? How does that play out when we have pain in our lives? When we have a loved one that passes, when we get a diagnosis that we weren't, quite ready to hear when we may have lost a job or family relationships aren't quite there. It, it, it looks like that there is a a mountain in front of us that is hard for us to climb. And that's why Isaiah who's going through his own things, Isaiah and, and, the, and the people of Israel, he, he calls out in this particular, Scripture, for, for God to rend the heavens and come down. Rend, that, that's such a powerful word. When, when, when people in the Old Testament, you, you hear them rending their garments, and what that means is that they just rip their garments apart, and they, they mourn because they know something is not right. Isaiah is saying that to God and and reminding his listeners of that. God, we want you to to rend the skies and and come down and be the mighty God that we know that you can be. But then he follows up with with another word. He says, but we know that you're going to do it in an unexpected way. See, Isaiah is, is calling back on the traditions of the Israelites. First and foremost, we we see an image of a mountain where Moses goes up to receive the Ten Commandments. And he goes up there, and the Israelites are are waiting for him, and they do their own thing. They they build a a, a calf made of gold, and and Moses comes down, and the power of God follows him. and, And they see that power of God as they continue to follow through the wilderness. There's another mountain story that I think Isaiah is playing off of here. He, he's looking at Elijah, who, who Elijah had a powerful moment with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. A- and he called the fire of God to come down to accept his, his offering. And the, pe- the prophets of Baal were destroyed. And Jezebel, the queen at the time, was very, very upset with, I- with, with, with Elijah and threatened to kill him, so Elijah takes off, and he runs to Mount Horeb, also known as Mount Sinai, where Moses made this appear, where God made this appearance to Moses. And I'm sure Elijah was saying, you know, if, if I get back to Mount Mount Sinai or Mount Horeb, I know that God will appear in a mighty way, and I will feel that presence. But God doesn't do that at Mount Horeb. We see that in, in Kings 19 verses 11-12, God does this. That a great powerful wind tore the mountains apart, rended the mountains, and it shattered the rocks. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Then Elijah knew that the Lord was there with him. I think we come to the season of Advent in that respect, in that mind frame. That that when we come, we expect God to do the exact same thing, the exact same way that he did before. But that's not who God is. God is not a God who repeats things over and over again. God also comes and does a new thing something that will spark our hearts and minds and we celebrate during this season, during this time that God did something incredibly new and that is having a baby being born in Bethlehem. A baby who is Christ Jesus, our Lord. To, to, to live as one of us to experience the ups and downs of life, to know what pain is not only the pain of being crucified, but the pain of the heart, seeing what needs to be fixed in the world around him and doing his part to do that, but knowing that sin pervades and the only thing that can save us from that sin is Christ's own death and resurrection. So what I ask us to do this Advent season, I ask us to wait. Now some of us may already have our Christmas decorations up. That's fine. I'm not talking about that. Some of us have already made a lot of our shopping lists done, and we, we may be wrapping those as we speak. That's fine. That's fine. But I think God is calling each and every one of us to wait and to listen. I loved what uh, what uh, Wanda said during her young disciples time about the quiet spaces between each book of the Bible. Advent is one of those quiet spaces. Advent invites us to to lean in and to hear what it is that God is calling us to do in our lives right here and right now. It's not going to be what God did for us last year. It's not going to be what God is going to do for us five years from now, but God has a work for every single one of us right here and right now that we can hear and understand his love in our lives. I think the most impressive and shocking thing about Advent right now is that how God answers our prayers, but God has a way of doing that that will completely blow our minds. That when we lift up those prayers to God, when we wait, when we spend time in those silent moments... God speaks and allows us to hear him in the way that is most beneficial for us. But we just have to wait and listen and hear. That's why this meal is so important. As we come and participate in the breaking of the bread and the pouring of the cup, we are reminded of God's love for us how God shed his blood so that we may have life and have it abundantly. My hope and my prayer, friends, is that as we begin the season of Advent, we, we don't look back and say, well, this is how God did things before. We anticipate that God is doing something new right here and right now, and God invites us to join him in that work. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you that you have stepped into our story. And while sometimes we want that story to be clear and, and actionable and something that we can fully hold on to, we know that's not how you work. You give us what we need for today. To experience your love today. And then to have the opportunity to go out and share that love with others today. So as we come to this table, as we participate in the bread and the cup, use this holy mystery to help us to step into the story of Advent and anticipate you coming down in a way that will free us into joyful obedience. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name, amen.